Breakfast puppies? This podcast contains adult language and content and is meant for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Glitter Boys. Y2K. You remember that shit? You know, (laughs) as far as like Palladium and uh, Apocalypses go, there are big apocalypses and then there are small apocalypses (laughs) and then there are topical apocalypses. Yeah. And if you are a fan of Palladium games, which you probably are because you're listening to this in the first place, then uh, you might be familiar with one of their more obscure games, which was the uh, printed (laughs) and then abandoned system called systems failure now this thing came out in the late 90s and the whole theme was that all that panic that was building up for the end on new year's eve 1999 when all the computers worldwide were supposedly going to collectively shit themselves for being unable to process four digit dates yeah airplanes were going to fall out of the sky all our money was going to disappear from the banks Traffic lights were going to explode and stalk the streets, eating people. I, I don't I don't know what that one was. But. Well, good old Palladium and their love of apocalypses brought Bill Coffin out to make another game. And this one was called Systems Failure. And it's all about the Y2K bug being actual bugs. Yeah, like angry, angry bugs. Yeah, now... Uh, We both just read through this. Now, Systems Failure is one that I've read through many times before. Uh, The copy that I'm holding in my hand is not my original copy, which I apparently lost in a move. But I've actually run this game multiple times. Oh, yeah? Of the modern day SDC settings, it's it's up near the top for me. Like Nightbane Mm -hmm. for me is top, top tier of their SDC modern stuff. Never was really a big fan of heroes. I don't really know Dead Rain all that well. And Ninjas and Super Spies was never quite my jam. But systems failure. Systems failure is so perfect word. Topical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it existed in a period of time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are people who can drink right now who didn't go through y2k i i think i think that that's the danger of of topical right there <laughs> yeah yeah in that whole acronym and all of the the hubbub that was spinning up worldwide around it it's just lost <laughs> on so many people yeah well think about it though i mean that that's five years from 1995 aol was still a thing i mean we didn't know. We, we we just didn't know. Yeah, AOL was alive and kicking pretty hard at that time. Yeah, and Yahoo I, was king. Oh, yeah. Yahoo or uh, Metacrawler, I think, was one of the time. Or Ask yeah. Jeeves. It uh, was Ask Jeeves, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Alta Vista. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the day, young ones, we had things other than the Googles. <laughs> yeah. I remember when Google came out, it kind of blew my mind. Yeah, nah, Google's a big deal. And now it is the home of the machine gun. Pretty much. Yeah, I think when Y2K hits us again, when these bugs attack, they're probably going to emerge forth from the Google data centers worldwide <laughs> and then slaughter us in that way. So it's going to be actual an attack from within. Yeah. That's my theory. 
I will say this. I really liked uh, some of the the writing at the beginning, the flavor text. Oh yeah, the fluff, because it's it was it was an old chat room, right? Yep. With with the old uh, leaving, entering the chat room, and the the world is 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 going dark, right? As as Y two K goes goes around the world, starting in New Zealand, and it's just it's actually like fairly decent, well written psycho horror. It, it's not bad at all. I like the character of Rooster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The whole thing is it's it's basically as if it was a copy paste chunk of log from right mm-hmm. when the apocalypse hit. And it, you know, mirrors the structure of old AOL chat rooms or prodigy rooms. Remember Prodigy? Remember Prodigy? CompuServe? Come on. <laughs> but yeah, old AOL chat rooms or or IRC, internet uh, relay chat kind of structure. I have read a number of stories throughout the years that uh, short stories that have taken that format. And it's one that I feel is underappreciated. I love it. There was a certain lawless vitality to those old rooms and they captured that really well with this. Yeah. Um, just, you know, Oh yeah. The apocalypse. Well, I I don't care about that. More beer, please. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This also reminds me at the time uh, Shadowrun was a popular game, and one thing that Shadowrun books did is that all of them at the time, I think they have abandoned that concept in the years since, but at the time, all of the Shadowrun books, at least the source books, were written so that they were presented as if you're reading a bulletin board. Yeah. Like, under every bit of game mechanical text are people commenting on the things that are being discussed or on the concepts that are being presented. And I loved it. Then the Denver data Haven book, uh, Denver Nexus of for shadow run did a really good job of it. Systems failure. I think does a really good job of that as well. When shadow run has a care button react, I'm just going to throw my dice out the window and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Anyway, back to this game, though. It goes through the apocalypse from a bunch of different viewpoints. Kids, the the BBS, the hardcore survivalists, um, a, a television reporter watching the, the president get murdered by giant bugs that, that crawl out. It's, it's a good setup. And you're, if, if you're getting through the flavor text, you, you have a, a decent feel of the room. It takes like, you know, eight pages. But it's... It's a little chilling yeah. because one of the things they highlight in this, and before we get into the mechanics of the game, this is something I want to touch on because it's good writing, is the, the, the human willfulness to cling to normal in the face of extraordinary circumstances. The, 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 the meme of, no, this is fine. Everything's fine. And the world's on fire. You know, it's all, it's all joke. It's all clever. No one, <laughs> no, no one's really buying it for a second, you know? Yeah. This game reminds me of a few things. Uh, Well, no. In retrospect, I think of some source media when thinking of system failure that I think is perfect for getting inspiration for it and to get into the mindset to kind of understand the whole feel of this game and what it's supposed to be about. If you've ever watched a television show called Falling Skies, Falling Skies is 100% systems failure. They're not bugs or anything. They're actual, you know, alien invaders that came from the skies. But 
the whole feel of systems failure and these down-to-earth character classes, this almost redneck-style apocalypse, you know, like, these characters are folk. They're not, you know, city slickers. These are the people out in the, the country, the survivalists, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the backwards hat, chaw-eaten hacker. Uh, <laughs> like, like, even the cover of the book is, like, some some redneck dude with a gun holding a baby shooting an alien. Like it's, yeah. There's just, there is this kind of redneck feel to it. And there was, um, what was that movie with Kevin Bacon? Um, and Reba McIntyre, uh, tremors. Oh yeah. <laughs> Very much a tremors feel going here, you know, like real down to earth folk just fighting back against the aliens. I was thinking like, like half strange days and half lawnmower man for me. Man, strange days was such a good movie, but it was very much a cyberpunk kind of movie. Yeah. This is, uh, man. Yeah. This one is so anti-tech because people can't use the tech, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, actually, Hmm. People can't use the tech because the tech will try and kill them. Remember that other game we talked about? I do. Yeah. I wonder, <laughs> Hmm. Getting some themes here. <laughs> Slightly derivative. I like a lot of the chubby guys in polo shoot, uh, shirts, just <laughs> punching bugs, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's go forth and punch those bugs. <laughs> so okay i i think we've kind of uh hinted at it but not actually come out and said it so the y2k bug are actual bugs they're aliens there are these big things that are anywhere from like six feet tall to 16 feet tall or whatever and they look like giant ants or wasps or some kind of a weird combination of them and they can turn themselves into electricity and travel through electrical devices Mm-hmm. which makes it so that, you know, if you've got a power system or a power grid set up where you are, it's a, that's a target. <laughs> you're, you're basically calling to the lightning bugs to come and appear and fuck you up. I like that, uh, that the bugs only prey on someone in a certain window of tech. It's like, yeah, you can generate a lot of power. Like you've, you've hit splitting the atom and harnessing that, right? You, we're, we're we're not talking about dynamos or or hand turned cranks. Like it's it's in a it's an efficient nation or global power net, and well, not efficient, but you know it's there and it's strong. <laughs> but it's it's not like super strong and locked down, and you know you're still running through wires and and things like that. Like there's this window of of emergent technology where they prey. And that's actually like a very wise move from an invader platform. It's like, okay, these aren't totally unsophisticated. They have what they want, but they can't stop us. Yeah. It does in some ways remind me of some of those sci-fi stories where the aliens are just sort of hanging out in space, just beyond our sensory ability, just waiting for us to hit a certain threshold of technology. Mm. And then they either show up and say, Hey, welcome to the galaxy. Or, You've crossed the line, motherfucker. We're going to kill you. <laughs> and we didn't even know what the line was. Was there a pamphlet or something? <laughs> yeah. I, I missed the memo, please. <laughs> uh, yep. So this is this is an SDC setting. Uh, what we talked about this before. SDC structural damage capacity versus MDC mega damage capacity. You know, if you're familiar with the Rift's apocalypse, dial it down a few hundred points because we're going to to the to the basics we're going to where 
you know, a classic pistol will fuck you up kind of game. And honestly, I like that. Yeah. It, it, it lends a certain caution to playing as opposed to, I'm just going to leap into the fray and come what may, I trust my armor to protect me. It's like, no, no. Well, okay. Remember, you're squishy and made of meat and held up by calcium stocks. You are not <laughs> seven feet tall, covered with hair and steel. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like here, yeah. we're taking it again. We're taking it to the backyard. This is a backyard apocalypse. It is. And that that's fairly clear from some of the OCCs. Like, yeah. uh, you know, you, you have things like the egghead or um, the, the, the exterminator. Yeah. The sawbones. Yeah. I mean, these are, there are a lot of non combat oriented classes here. Oh yeah. Like there's normally like a token one tossed into most game types, but there's actually a few in here. Yeah. We have, what is this? We got about uh, 12, 12, 12 or 13 OCCs. um, And really only two or three of them are, are warrior types, you know, warrior cast humans. Yeah, the, the the grease monkey. The, I mean, then you have like the lawman. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, where's the lawman? Am I not seeing that? Uh, that's that was the one of the names for it. It was the uh, peacekeeper. Ah, peacekeeper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but then you've got you know the wacko, the survivalist, the peace, the splatterpunk, er, splatterpunk. <laughs> <laughs> Get backyard apocalypse here. And once again, the fetish with NORAD comes out. Uh, you know, NORAD tracks Santa, Kevin. I don't know if anyone's ever told you that. But <laughs> <laughs> the NORAD psychic OCC. Oh, man. One one of my long-term plans had our Rifts game continued was to, um, as the game moved on in the year, activate an emergency protocol at NORAD that no one knew anything about. And everybody was like, what the fuck is going on? The, the radars are up. Are the tracking system's up. Are we under attack? <laughs> and it was just going to be the Santa tracker. <laughs> but the end, remember, it's Rifts. It could yeah. actually be Santa and he might be pissed off for some reason. <laughs> I've always thought that Santa was one of the old gods, like, uh, like one of the Norse pantheon, you know, comes from the snow, flies with reindeer, some warrior king dressed all in red but is uh, atoning for the slaughters of the... Anyway, that, that's something for my campaign. I'm not going to spill too much here. Yeah. <laughs> if you've ever read anything by Terry Pratchett, that sounds a lot like the Hogfather. You know, the, I was the... going more Jim Butcher, but yeah. And then there, of course, you know, Krampus. Everybody yeah. loves Krampus. <laughs> yeah, Krampus is the, 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 the bacon of Christmas as far as the... <sighs> yeah, bacon's so good. Boy, are we talking like pork bacon or Kevin Bacon? Either one. They're both so good. <laughs> They're both so good. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, this is, in my opinion, a more complete role-playing game. <laughs> the Chaos Earth. <laughs> uh, agreed. Yeah. You've got factions. You've got world information. You've got places mm-hmm. to go. You've got maps. You've got details on America. You've got multiple character classes. You've got monsters to fight. You've got skills, you've got weapons, you've got uh, leveling up abilities. Like this is, this is a complete role-playing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, love the maps of America. It shows where the bugs are. It shows uh, after the apocalypse, what America became. I like that we live in Bunkerville. That sounds about right. I like that California and Texas have remained California and Texas. <laughs> <laughs> and I dig the organic weaponry. It Mm -hmm. reminds me of uh, stuff like Halo kind of weapons or 
That yeah, old, it's very covenant. What? It's very covenant. Yeah. yeah. Or there was an old television show, television series, uh, the War of the Worlds series from like mm-hmm. the early 90s, I think it was. The late 80s, maybe. Anyway, it had that kind of organic technology that was just so cool looking. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, this. you're right. This is a complete role playing game. It's got... Um, it's got enough for a whole campaign in one book. Now, did they ever get anything else? The only other things that were published for it were articles in The Rifter. Okay. And there's some cool stuff in The Rifter for it, actually. It's, it's, it's good stuff. And it's it's more stuff that emphasizes the, the whole backwoods, backyard, down-to-earth nature of the characters. Like, you know... It, you have, you know, what the survivalist compound or something kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of uh, copy pasta from a lot of other books, but there is a lot of equipment here. If this was the only book you had, you, you could, you could go off this. Yeah. And I think it's also very easily portable with other of the SDC modern settings. Yeah. There's, there's a section on that. You could take dead rain and just bring in some zombies and make it a mega apocalypse. I don't even think you'd have to change the character classes at all because it's all balanced for SDC. You could bring in some of the Beyond the Supernatural classes if you want to add a little bit more psychic stuff in there. You could, fuck, throw in some Nightbane. <laughs> Just yeah, right. go wild with this. You know, make Dark Day the same as the Bug Apocalypse. And then now you've just got, boom, chaos. It's just fantastic. I would play that. You know what this actually kind of reminded me of? Uh, given the fact that it's the the whole desperate last stand, it reminded me a lot of Mechanoids. Like oh, th- there's yeah. a lot of a flavor to the first game here, that that first Palladium game. Please go back and see Mechanoids in our uh, in our out playlist. I suppose it was a good discussion. We had a lot of yeah. fun with those. We we got three full episodes, I think, out of the Mechanoids when we were only mm-hmm. expecting to do one. <laughs> there's not there's not a lot of stuff. Basically, if it's electrical, the bugs can get at you. There are biological ways to fight back. Once again, headed by NORAD, uh, they did two things. Basically, you become the bug and fight as bugs fight, or um, you become uh, super psychic and explode them with your brain. Everything else is just rugged stuff. Every good apocalypse needs uh, needs an alien hybrid, you know, and you need you need a psychic. Just kind of round out the numbers there. You know, thinking about it, that's a very true thing. Like, even like, just Firefly, yeah, you got that. Uh, Robotech, you have that with Zor, Zor mm-hmm. Prime in, in the second one. There, there's a lot of things that follow that particular creed, uh, that uh, little playbook there. Yep, bring in aliens, yeah. you gotta have eventually have a hybrid, and you gotta eventually have a psychic. It's yeah, just, I like it. Balance, that, it <laughs> it's the whole trifecta. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I would have a hard time playing this now and not giggling, because... Y2K was such a womp womp. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I, I'm the same. Any game that you play that is predicated upon there being some kind of a disastrous world changing event that mm-hmm. now is in the past, but it's a past that you actually lived through that was very different from what's in the book. It is hard to put your mind in a what if situation when you were there you know yeah that was the that was the weakest unflavored oatmeal of an apocalypse that ever was (laughs) (laughs) 
but God damn, did they sell bottled water. <laughs> and that's been the playbook ever since. God damn it. Uh, people will just go crazy and buy the most random shit too. Like, I wonder if we had a toilet paper outage then. God, I don't recall. I, I, if I remember correctly, I was just <clears throat> borrowing it from where I worked. Uh, well, remember, uh, you mentioned strange days again, one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time still holds up, still fucking holds up even more so because it's got a really good message. Anyway, yeah. one of the things in the very beginning of that movie, when, uh, you know, Lenny's just driving around town and he's listening to the radio and you hear this radio talk show guy talking to some crazy lady about how the apocalypse is going to be happening at midnight. And one of the things that he asks is like, all right, well, midnight by who's reckoning? Are we going to be going by midnight LA time? Or is this midnight New York time? Are we going to go with midnight New Zealand time? What's happening here? And she's like, I pray for your soul and hung up. That was one <laughs> thing that I remember at the same, at, back in that, that era where everybody's like, oh, the world's going to end at midnight. Okay, yeah, but who's? But why? Why is it going to end at midnight, which is a whole system of time that we developed ourselves? So why does the apocalypse know how we keep time? <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, it's like the aliens in uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah, how they communicated with us and they sent us this information. They're like, "Hey, come meet us at this place." That's great. But these are aliens that had no other information on our setting. You know, they didn't know anything about us, but somehow they knew latitude and longitude which was mm -hmm. an entirely human invented thing, 100% based upon human cultures and references to places on earth that the aliens would have no understanding of. Also on our magnetic poles, which I mean, unless they've, yeah. But, 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 but they, they wouldn't know our references. Like we, we, yeah, everything is based upon certain positions based upon certain cities uh, on, on our globe. So, if they knew enough about us to understand our latitude and longitude system, they should know enough about us to say hello in a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> rant, 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 rant. It, it, it's, it's, the old, it's the old argument about mathematics being the universal language. But I mean, that, that conversation gets weird fast because in, in an infinite space, in an infinite universe, where is your reference point? Ours is our sun and the galactic center. But those are pretty nebulous concepts. I mean, that works for the local stellar neighborhood. But I mean, with something like this, you're talking about, you know, energy bugs <laughs> that, you know, kill the president. So, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. There, there, there are big questions, first contact questions that um, assume something. But I, I think that the biggest scientists have used as one reference point is atomic decay of, of common elements. And that's what they use as what, what, you know, after the like Voyager went out with a gold record that that's what they've been using in beamed communications is this is what this thing looks like. And this is how fast it decays. Now we can begin to extrapolate things based on that because that is a constant, no matter where you are. Okay. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. So that has nothing to do with the game, but I just thought it was neat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Why would the aliens know that we base our entire system of world measurement on the Greenwich? How would they know that? Spooky alien powers. <laughs> ah, okay. Anyway, these aliens don't give a fuck about latitude and longitude. They just travel through our telephone and our communication systems and fuck us up. I don't really know how much else we can say about it. 
It's a, yeah, it was it was one book. It was like 140 pages and 20 of it was how to play a role-playing game and the back 10 were these are other role-playing games by the company. It had first-rate flavor text. And I mean, once you cut out all the all the now coming from and this is how you play a role-playing game, you're looking at about 110 pages. And just from the uh just from 110 pages for a complete role-playing game, not not bad. Not bad at all. Uh it's it's unique. I don't believe there were many role-playing games dedicated to Y2K. Uh, or <laughs> any? Did Shadowrun touch on that? You were a bigger Shadowrun fan than I was. Do you re- do you recall? Was that a thing? I think it was Shadowrun was future. It was like Y two K came and passed, and nobody gave a shit. <laughs> yeah. So it was actual real history. Uh- <laughs> yeah. I was watching something, some television show from the nineties recently, and they were talking about Y two K in it. I don't remember what it was though. It was a passing yeah. reference to how everything's going to be fucked up, and some the main character, of course, was like. Ugh. That's so dumb. As he should have been. Anyway, that's systems failure. It's honestly like, let's give impressions. You've played a lot of it. For me, if someone told me they were playing a systems failure game, I would probably be like, eh, okay. Right. I, I don't know that I would personally seek this one out. And that's just because it is topical and it is something I experienced firsthand. I'd be more likely to play like recon and also topical takes place in a, in a certain you know, area of time, but just far more interesting to me. Basically, if you pull yourself out of the event that triggered it and just think, hey, folks, I'm going to run an apocalypse role playing game. But you know what? I'm going to run it in uh, in the 90s because it's an era that I know pretty well. So we're going to step backwards technologically. I'm going to run this apocalypse role playing game. We're going to have some aliens and They've got a fuckery thing with technology, so you can't really rely on it. In fact, it's probably dangerous. It, who wants to play? If you build it like that, instead of saying, why yeah. do gay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hard. As humans have only like very recently begun getting into, into biotech, right? And one of the disconnects to me personally is I'm I'm a tool user. I I'm I'm a machine person. My garage is stocked full of tools like i can do lots of things and the thought of trying to do any of that without electricity just gives me hives and it just doesn't sound like some way i want to spend a a sunday afternoon with friends (laughs) like me myself matthew does not like the concept of of not having that in a in a modern era so a fall of man would not interest you kind of thing a fall of man hits and everything goes dark Kind of, it would because you still have all the copper you can use. You can still make a chemical battery. There's lots of things you could still do in a in a fall of man, the darkening of the planet kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But in a can't trust the wires because magic. I, I, mean. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I think it it breeds, and we already have this this luddite anti tech thing going on here. And I I don't want to feed more more gas That's on that fair. fire. That's fair. Yeah. It's like things were better in the farm days. Yeah, by all means, run a farm. But, you know, still, still, let's go ahead and keep penicillin and a few other things that yeah. keep us fucking alive. I and, sure don't miss polio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a fan of the, the technological distrust. I, I've, I've always felt that mankind would be saved by its creations, which are on the whole better than its creators. Fair enough. 
when the robot apocalypse Steve happens, thought for the day. you're, you're going to be the first person <laughs> they seek out and be like, I am you. <laughs> very, very friendly to Siri. And we've had long talks and I've asked, <laughs> all I've asked for is a head start. <laughs> feel free to slaughter the other humans. Yeah, I haven't been friendly to Alexa at all. You know, my girlfriend looks at me weird because like, I always thank my the the robot voices. Like I thank my car. I thank my my alarms. You know, like oh, thank you. I think it's important. I think it's important to trust your robotic overlords and to give them the proper gratitudes. And on that note, <laughs> thanks for listening. We've been talking about system failure, and if you have been following along with our episodes up to this point, you should know that we have just kicked off a book club this month for February of 2022 this book club month kicking things off our first ever book we're doing genesis by jack mckinney it's the robotech first novel novelization of the long-running robotech series yeah that's gonna be fun we'll we'll be doing that soon so uh everyone we haven't really been talking much about it because we just kicked off the book club but i've been reading it i'm hoping matthew's been rereading it anybody who's joining our discord please get a copy uh they're they're super cheap on amazon uh it's it's one of those you know printed a billion copies and you can usually get them for like a buck somewhere yeah and yeah and if you are one of those luddites i just mentioned any used bookstore that has a decent selection will have just a pile of them you're looking for the one with the blue cover yep cool uh well join us on discord and say hi and thanks again You've been listening to The Glitter Boys, a Palladium Books fan podcast. Glitter Boys, Rifts, the Megaverse, and all other such topics are the property of Kevin Sambita and Palladium Books. Please buy all their stuff and help keep them in print and making more games. You can order directly at palladiumbooks.com, and their entire catalog is available digitally at DriveThruRPG as well. Our opening music is 8-Bit Bass and Lead by Furby Guy from freesound.org. This closing music is Caravana by Philip Gross, available at freemusicarchive.org. All sound effects used are self-made or acquired via Creative Commons Zero License. If you like what you have heard, find us on Twitter and Facebook as The Glitter Boys. That's B-O-I-S. And check us out online at breakfastpuppies.com slash glitterboys. And also join us on the Breakfast Puppies Network Discord at breakfastpuppies.com slash discord. And if you want to help us out, please spread the word and help us build a community. Thanks again for listening. We'll catch you next time.